Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bridging Impact Podcast, the podcast that is passing wisdom to the next generation of athletes, parents, and coaches to transform athletes' ability to lead on and off the court. And in today's episode, I'm interviewing Coach V. Coach V was the head coach of the Lebanese women's national team. He has also coached the Armenian national team and now is the director and head trainer at Academy USA here in Los Angeles. It is an action-packed episode full of tons of wisdom that is great for athletes, but also great for parents and coaches on how to support those athletes and make the most of their basketball and athletic career. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, Coach V, and welcome to the Bridging Impact Podcast. I'm thrilled for our conversation today, and I'm grateful you have taken the time out of your busy schedule today to, you know, have this conversation around how we can, you know, continue to bridge impact to the next generation of basketball players and athletes. So welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's dive right in. Um, Bridging Impact is all about passing that impact back to the next generation. But before we pass that impact on, we had to receive that impact from other coaches, trainers, and just the game of basketball. So can you talk about how, you know, coaches in your life and the game of basketball has made an impact on you? Oh, man, it's a huge impact. I mean, uh, when I started at at 13 years old um, at the school, just, you know, getting to know the game and whatnot, uh, till today, I mean, it's been a long journey, full of fun and full of um, ups and downs. But I mean, I traveled the world through basketball. I met a lot of people. I met the president of my country. I met a lot of like high level officials, high level people, very famous people, and regular daily people too. Like you know, I cherish my relationship and I build a relationship with my. Uh, uh, teammates, coaches, and now my players, and you know the basketball community uh, all together. Absolutely, that's that's wonderful. And you know, for those that are listening and are wondering, you know, what country are you are you from, and and you know, what was your experience <laughs> and like playing basketball there? Absolutely, I'm I'm originally from Lebanon. Uh, I played there uh, for for eighteen years professional basketball. They have a good high-level uh, team there, the national team of Lebanon. I played there for 12 years with the national team. National team of Lebanon, if you don't know, uh, it's been like this year. Also, they qualified to the world championship. So it's one of the top in the in the Asia. Uh, last year, uh, in, uh, Lebanese national team uh, went to the finals with uh, competing against Australia. They lost by two points. Um, so Australia also moved to Asia to play there. So it's a it's a it's a country that loves basketball, lives and breathes basketball. Uh, it's number one sport in Lebanon. Um, when I used to play there, also like we won the championships there, and the whole country knows about basketball, and they know about all player, every player, and it's a small country. Uh, so from Middle East, so yeah, that's my country. So I played there for. A uh, long period of time, even though I had opportunity to play overseas and elsewhere, but I was so happy and content with the uh, with the league that I was playing in. No, that's really cool, and I think it's really awesome to see how global the game of basketball is. And you know, it's because sometimes here in America, we're like we only think basketball is the NBA, but in reality, yeah. like there's a ton of other countries that are in love with the game, and that you could just take a little you know, the ball and a couple of hoops and you can play that with anyone, any international, any nationality throughout the world. And it's just a great way to connect with people. You talked about how you were able to, you know, travel through the game of basketball. So can you talk about how, you know, and you briefly mentioned it, but just how the game of basketball has helped connect you to so many different people across so many different cultures. Um you know what like when i started i i never had uh, in my wildest imagination that i would be traveling the world i mean um so when uh, when you play professional basketball um you ha- you compete with other countries you know if you're playing for your national team um you go play home and away games and uh, a lot of times you go to championships so we did as a Personally, as in with my team back then uh, called Sages, and we won the Asian Championship, Arab Championship. So we became very big in a short period of time. 
so it allows us to meet a lot of people you know when you become known or famous uh, you get a lot of invitation a lot of uh, uh, invites to go uh, to play um, then I became also a coach uh, I coached also for like um, 14 years of FIBA basketball so during the coaching also you travel different um, you know especially in like uh, the world is so small you know in America it's like you know traveling to another state uh, it's like a traveling um, a different country in back home you know like you know the countries are too close in Europe also it's the same like you know people travel a lot uh, which opens up you know you meet the other people you see other people training you see the level of other players and that also helps big time like you know it, it doesn't have to be only where you're living so so yeah basketball opened up a lot of doors for me um, I could have done a lot of things but I was so focused on my game and my team uh, I never took it as a look look at it as a business or as something I can get benefit from it I always thought like I have to give to the sports and um, that was my passion you know and still is you know if you don't have passion for this game um, you're not going to go too far that's how I believe in it no, I love that. And I think it's a really cool perspective that you have around giving back the game. And I'd love to, you know, kind of dive into, you know, it sounds like when you were a player, you can, can you talk about what that transition was like from going from a, you know, a player, you know, playing on these national teams to, to then becoming a coach? Was it, was it challenging to, you know, when you have an understanding of the game and then you kind of, I know sometimes as a young coach for me, like I assume players know what I'm talking about, but exactly. you know, it's a transition to kind of, Absolutely. you know, teach the game. Yes. Uh, well, again, um, I never planned, again, a lot of times people we say like, you know, you have to plan this, you have to plan that. I, it never, I never planned to become a coach. Um, when I retired, it happened. Like even when my retirement, um, the head coach of my team used to coach also the women's team in that club. So, uh, so he, he told me like, um, um, the assistant, there was a trip to go overseas and the, the assistant couldn't make it through because he was busy or something. So he said, you know what, why would, why don't you come with me? Like, you know, um, so, so I went with the team. Uh, so my wife also played basketball. So, um, uh, she was with the team, so I went there. Um, I didn't want to sit on the assistant, I mean, on the bench, you know, I just like want to watch and what's happening. So the coach was insisting to me, like, no, sit down here, watch from a different uh, perspective, you know, not as a player. So I was just cheating for the team and encouraging them and giving them my, you know, what hey, you can do this, you can do that, you know, uh, like a natural thing, you know, you're just trying to help. And what happened was like the team uh, loved me and loved my, I don't know what they love about me at that time. Uh, and they asked the management to to hire me uh, as the assistant coach or something like that, you know. And I was, no, I was against it because I didn't want to take the job of that. But what happened is the coach, uh, my coach left to another team. So it opened up a door for me. So uh uh, there was another invitation international. They said, would you like to go? Because the coach cannot make it, the head coach and I this time. So I took that and we won. And and we went there and we won the championship. And that got um, a lot of hype. And, uh, you know, and people start talking about it. But again, I on that same thing, I, I, I went and start coaching uh, younger teams, uh, uh, college basketball, uh, small college basketball teams, just to learn more and the transition uh, happened naturally, but I spent a lot of time because I knew how to do it, but I didn't know how to teach that. Like, you know, what, what's the basic, how do I dissect that everything that I learned? And that's the biggest challenge. And I see every, a lot of coaches struggles in that, like, you know, how to give that, uh, you know, how to take that food and make it the baby food for them, you know, just to, make them understand um, why we're doing that you know it, it, it's not enough to say you know in my time the coach will tell us like hey this is it we didn't have any other op uh, option or opinion we didn't even think about having another op opinion okay coach with you know 
you want us to do that, we'll do that. Uh, we never questioned it. And um, and to to teach that to the players, you have to start learning, like, can't give all this information at once, you know, asking them to do certain moves that, you know, you have to be athletically uh, capable or, or uh, physically or, or size-wise, or it's a different position, different moves. And, and, and basically, that's the most important thing in training, like just to know how to give and do, make the right assessment and give them the right training and the right uh, tools to use um, to help them get better. That's the purpose. That's the goal. And it took me a lot of time to uh, trial and error and trial and error with teams and learning, you know, uh, especially when you're coaching overseas, like there is a pressure of losing your job. So you have to be always uh, on the top of it. Uh, it's not like here, you know, you can sit, uh, you can be a coach for 30 years and 40 years. I mean, I mean, it's a boredom. Like, you know, you, ha you have to have some pressure, like, you know what? And, um, and also we, I'm developed a mindset of like, when I'm coaching a team, I want my assistant to replace me. <clears throat> I want to help my team uh, as my group, the, the, the assistant coaches that I have, whoever I have with me. Uh, managers, players, it's all we have to develop. I should get better and make them better. Um, we should like, you know, make everyone better. And when I, I when I leave, and uh, I want my assistant to replace me and, um, and to continue. It's not like I don't want to tell them anything or I don't want to teach them anything. So I stay in my position. That's a, for me, that's a big no-no. Like, you know, it's like a water. You have to like, you know, keep moving if you stay one place you're gonna stink and that's i mean you can have a success for a long period of time a place that's a different story but as a development and when you're trying to go from a, a college level let's say or high school level to um, you know small high school to a bigger high school and all those levels um, you know make an impact in the life of the surrounding that you have not only the players you know even the teaching the parents what to expect what not to expect how to think how to develop it's a it's i enjoy it like any subject any basketball subject that pops up like i'm always into it like i want to talk about it I, i'm like you know you're just like pressing a button and i start you know giving it all that i have so, yeah, no, that's that's beautiful. It sounds like, you know, you just gave a lot of wisdom there for those that are listening. So I'm going to try and, you know, repackage it. And I really like what you were talking about in terms of like, as a coach, you really want to help develop your assistant coaches, yeah. because that's, that's the nature of the game. You want to whether they go and take over your job right at where you are, or they go on to, you know, continue to grow the game. That's bridging that impact. And it's not just about winning kind of what I hear you said it all without saying it's not it's, it's about more than winning it's about really impacting the people and also as a coach right it's you know you said the baby food right you gotta understand yeah. how to teach the game the the abcs instead of just telling them what it is it is a different kind of transition and era and talking about the why so as a you know as a coach i'm kind of hearing you talk but I, can you talk a little bit more about really the biggest differences that you have seen in the game of basketball from when you started to now where you are today I mean, the game is changing. You have to also be. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm like a sponge. Like I want to learn. I have, I'm very curious, and that's in me. I mean, as my character helps uh, help me a lot because I'm I curious to know. Like how how can I make this drill better? How can I make um, this drill serve um, uh, our purpose? You know, uh, when you're a trainer, I, I believe that you should be also a coach. Why? Because you have to look at it as a coaching point of view. Uh, a lot of trainers that I see that they um, only focus on like, you know, copying a move from someone, an NBA player and trying to teach that, you know, I mean, that's a big, big no, no. If you know some knowledge or you have some good knowledge of basketball, the international basketball is so focused on the development that there is a lot of programs and the major programs to help even some of those programs are sponsored by the Federation of International Basketball to teach the kids the right way and stuff like that. Uh, in, in America, it's totally different. Like here, uh, anyone can have a coaching uh, position. Anyone can be a high school coach. Anyone can have some experience. And 
even if you take that, and a lot of them use that as a side hustle. Like, you know, I'm doing this because I want to go there. I'm going to do this because... But what about the life of the kids that you're involved with? Like, those people are human beings. Like, you're there to teach them. They're, they're like, uh, waiting for you to give them the wisdom, the knowledge, the techniques, the, the whatever it's needed for them to grow and get better. Uh, when you treat it as a hus uh, side hustle and, and something to move on, like a bridge to cross to somewhere else, um, be that's why I say, like, you know, give them the right way. Give them, you know, uh, uh, do your homework, you know, do your due diligence, do, do, do everything you need understand your players nowadays it's like everybody's recruiting a player and they don't want to deal with these things you know the old school kind of like you know digging learning and teaching it's all about like you know what why to do the work and i can get um so and so player you know under the table over the table it's like you know it's everything is uh, a lot of coaches having the aau team and you know doing that to supplement their program it's a broken system. Everybody knows that and everybody's trying to take advantage of it and nobody's looking at it like, how can I help them get better while I'm pursuing a dream? I'm not saying you don't have to, you know, you have to stay one place. I, I already told you, like, I want to move to somewhere else. But when while I'm moving, I'm 100% focused on what I'm doing, the task that I have. How can I help them? How can I teach them the game? It's not just train them the game. Teach them the game. Let them understand the game, let them read the game, let them uh, know what to expect and what not to expect, what to do and what not to do. Most of the time I learn a lot of things like not to do. It's a lot of time is not to do, not to do this, not to do that, you know, um, whatever it may be. I mean, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's totally different here. It's, um, there's a lot of levels in every in high school level, there is a lot of levels there. You know, and there is a lot of players, but there is a lot, of, not a lot of good coaches. There is no um, a program for coaches to go there and learn. It's not everything you get on YouTube. You know, um, if you have enough experience, if you played professional, if you play high level, if you coach high level, it's easy to pick some move and it's easy to understand the YouTube drill. If whatever is that, I mean, yes, we take from each other, but you have to know. Uh, the teaching behind it, the purpose behind that drill. You know, it's not just get a drill and do it or, or some move, it's going to look good on the social media. It's not about that. It's like, it's it's about the development of the player. Your purpose will be that, you know, and the success will come. It's not like I was pursuing the training success or, or, or coaching success or player success. It's not like that. You're in it, you give it all, you learn daily. Until today, I learn, I you know, check the movies, uh, check those clips, or sometimes it's now becoming everything is highlight, highlight, highlight. I mean, um, highlight, uh, I mean, when I was a coach, when we were recruiting players, uh, import players for our professional team, uh, I was one of the main guys that, you know, do the, the, the scouting reports and getting those players. What we always looked at it is like we never looked for uh, highlights. We never wanted the highlights. And if we were watching a highlight just for entertainment purpose, like, you know, let's see what he's doing there. It was always like checking. Is he wearing the same color all the time in the in the clip? And the opponent team, is it the same color? Or is it like a two, set, two baskets from here, two highlights from another game, one highlight from here? It's a mix of too many games. It's easy to get like 20 baskets, 20... Uh, highlights of um, 40 games, right? But can you do that for 40 highlights in one game? No, of course not. So we want to watch the full game. And and I think college coaches here also, the good ones with a good program, they will look for that, you know, the full game. And a lot of time they don't even watch that, you know, it's not. And, and a lot of those kids are like, oh, I'm going to make an highlight. I'm going to make an highlight. I never had a highlight when I was playing until my, you know, I never had the highlight, you know. Your game will talk about, you know, people will talk. If you're good enough, they will know about you. Um, so there is a lot of, like, broken things. Um, I don't think it can be fixed, especially when everything is pushed um, on social media, likes and follows and stuff like that, and people chasing that. A lot of trainers are also chasing that, which is sad, 
but that's how it is, you know. I'm not saying you can't get recognized by your good work, but focus on getting recognized by your development of the player and not about, oh, this trainer has so-and-so and the drills are cool, it looks nice, he has a lot of following, he has, has a lot of likes. Those will come. If you're doing your job, those will come. You don't think about it, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about, but yeah, I'm trying to trim it, you know? Uh, no, I, I love all that. And so much of it, there's so much wisdom in there. And as a young coach and young, tra young trainer, that's really good for me to learn all of that. I think one of the things that, you know, I've kind of noticed when I was just getting into coaching is how many people know the game of basketball, but don't know how to teach the game of basketball to mm -hmm. youth. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of one of the big things that I, one of the reasons I started the podcast so I can kind of, you know, interview people like yourself so that they can you know, kind of pass that wisdom on and be that kind of bridge to then teach the youth. Um, my curiosity is, you know, we, we, you touched on it a little bit at the end is like, real true player and human development right person development it's more than just a game of basketball as as the both of us know i'm curious how you approach that the development of a, i mean um when you have a sincere um uh, purpose in 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 training and and you're meeting with this individual your your questions are like how can i help this player uh in the environment that he is it's not like what I think he needs to do. It's also what the coach needs from him to do. Uh, and I always ask, like, what's happening? Uh, how did you play? Uh, how was the game? Coach, I didn't play much. The coach doesn't like me. Da, 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 da. A lot of time you hear that. Um, or or uh, I just got like uh, eight minutes, ten minutes. Um, uh, I couldn't do much. Uh, I made two mistakes coach sub me out, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. And I start asking questions like, okay, during the timeouts, what was the coach asking from the team? Sometimes they can't answer that, you know, they don't, because they're all focused why I'm not playing, why I'm not playing. And when, when they understand me after a couple of times asking the same question, they so pay attention to coach, what the coach is asking. A lot of time they will come and say, coach was asking about rebound. We weren't rebounding, but I'm not, I'm a shooting guard coach. Uh, I say, you know what? There is another shooting guard on the team, right? So is he rebounding? Maybe not. Go rebound. The coach will like you more. I mean, more coach wants you to get those rebounds, you know, or playing defense. You're not playing good defense. And what's your advantage on the next guy that you have on your team? And so the, now their mindset is shift now. Oh, it's, he's not only thinking like about minutes and shooting and whatnot. He's trying to do. Uh, the, the dirty job or whatever. It's not dirty job, but I mean, some job that it's like as if it's not only the center should get the rebound or only the, sh I mean, you can, you can be a center and be a shooter. You can be a guard, you know, it's the you know, taking the position out of the basketball. I don't teach position basketball. I teach basketball. It's not about the, especially with the younger kids. I mean, you don't know if it's, is a five ten guy. Is he, you're playing him as a center and a, and a, a freshman. I mean, you don't know if this guy is going to go 6'10 or he's going to stay, he's going to be like max 6. You know, you teach them the right and, and the position will come. Every team can be a different position. And a lot of time, coach, I'm a shooting guard. I'm this. You're No, I say you're not. You can shift. You can. I said, oh, I asked him this question. I said, would you be sitting on the bench and only looking at it as a shooting guard or you can be a, a forward and play more time. Uh, okay. Oh, now they start, you know, you, a lot of time it's like whatever the coach is saying or whatever their parents are saying, whatever they like it, you know, I like to be, it's not what you liking to be. How can you serve your team? How can you be beneficial to your team? That's your purpose as a player. How can I help my team? Not how can I, how the team can help me to get better or it's not like that it doesn't work go get better with your trainer go get better with your by yourself maybe uh, do your uh, daily uh, shooting daily ball handling or those things you know nowadays also when they come also to me i say i give them homework like you know this week i want you to do this 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 don't rely on just those two trainings that we're doing or three trainings that we're doing uh, the team training that you're doing it's not enough so my players, after after a while, they start understanding that it what it takes. A lot of them, they don't know what it takes to go to the next level. 
Everybody wants to go to the next level, but they don't know how to go to the next level. And because you're going to repeat the same thing, the same pattern, you're not going to, if you're going to rely only the high school basketball, let's say you're about high school or college or whatever, it's not enough. It's not enough. You know, you're not, I mean, it's the one percenters are very rare in this game. And it's like, you know, you're not, as a majority of the players you're going to have, they're going to be, uh, not ranked, not no one knows them, you know, help them. And it's not about just the end result, the end result. I want to make the call, uh, division one. I want to make the, it's not about just division one, you know, try to play the next level. It might be division two, division two. I've seen a lot of division two, division three guys overseas making millions of dollars and people don't know about them. That's how it is. But they develop, they work. They they thought like they're the underdogs. I mean, Division Three, nobody wants me, blah, blah, blah. They work double, triple. When we're Division One and cool, you go there, you can't perform. A lot of NBA, ex-NBA guys overseas, they fail. They fail, they fail miserably because they think that it's going to give me everything given to them. When you go there, hey, you have to, we're paying you. You have to put the work in. You have to be like the first coming in the gym. You know, you can't be like, I'm an NBA guy or ex-NBA guy. I come cool and this, that, you know. So coming to the point where, um, you know, that's understanding the game, teaching, you know, the expectation and what they need to do. It's not about just uh, what I think they need to do. What the coaches, I mean, I can train him the right way. But if the coach doesn't want him at that position, we're working for no reason, you know. And at the same time, at the same time, I mean, a lot of coaches also, they don't know the game and this, that. I understand that too, but he's the coach. He has the decision. Try to get the ben benefit from it, you know. A lot of times also, like a lot of high uh, college players I've met, they, I mean, especially with the women, they were saying that the coach disliked them. They were trying everything, right? They were doing everything, but they did. The coach didn't want them or something. Uh, move, you know, you can move, but uh, uh, it's. I mean, again, it's not just. You have to look at it from both angles, you know. Uh, try to first understand the coach what he wants. If it's everything reasonable that you can do it, you know, work double, you know, come earlier, you know, stay later, you know. Um, work on the weaknesses that you have during even during the season not waiting for off season if you're not playing more than half the time so you can do a lot of work you're not getting tired from the season you know you're playing a role in the team make that role bigger uh, now every situation has its own but when you have the experience you can give to this guy whatever he needs to the to the younger kid whatever he needs and there is the training and the coaching comes together to help them uh, first to understand the coach what he wants and at the same time uh, using their skills that going to help the, the the team the coach for this year I and mean, next year you might have a different coach again you have it's always a process um take it day by day that's what i say always take it day by day try to improve this day and don't think of long term um oh if i i have to do this play division 1 play nba play wnba whatever is the goal uh, take the next goal. Now, first hit those goals, and eventually you will be close to that door to uh, to knock it down and 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 achieve your goals and dreams. Yeah, I think there's three major points that that you put in there that are really really critical and crucial for the coaches and parents to listen to this. I think number one for players and athletes, and this is a good one for parents, is just to have as a basketball player, you got you have to understand what your coach wants and. You know, like like you talked about at the very beginning, and you know, you, you talked about kind of like um, not necessarily the dirty plays, but you know, the dirty work, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's really the the rebounding doesn't go on a highlight clip, right? It just yeah. doesn't. And but that's what the coach needs. So if you want play time to potentially have a highlight, well, you can't make the highlight on the bench, and then you're not going to be playing in rebound, right? So it's kind of like a two way sword. So getting players to understand that, and then two, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. It's not given to you. And I think that's actually a really cool story that you share that NBA players go and flop in Europe because they're just like, they probably just show up. They don't put in the same extra work that a lot of the, you know, the D2, D3, and, and obviously the international players do because yeah. they, you know, they have so much work to do. And then finally, just when you're going for those big goals, 
focus on the milestones and the little things to keep you going and go on the way. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, um, if you if you um, if you want to uh, become successful in anything you're doing, um, you can't have a, a set mind like you know um, like that's the way or that's the route. Every player has his own route, and and learning. Uh, I mean, as we said about the the NBA guy. The, now, if you look at like the most guys that they train right now, those G, the G League guys, the G League guys that are trying to make it NBA or getting a ten days contract, those are the hustlers. Those they put tons of work. I've seen a lot of those guys, and I've seen NBA players. NBA players when they have some name in my gym, there's a lot of NBA guys comes in every summer from Clay Thompson, James Harden. KD, a lot of them in the gym. It's a light work. They come light work. It's very light work. I mean, if I do that, I won't burn calories. Like, you know, it's not. It, but it's it's a routine. I mean, they already have. They're they're scared that they might have an injury, and that's a different goal because they made it already. It's about you know maintaining, and it's about you know. But the rest of the hungry guys that are trying to make it, those are the ones. You have to have that dog mentality in you. Like, you know, I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to learn from everybody. In my time, there wasn't any YouTube and there wasn't any those, you know, it was like a tape. Someone has a tape of some game and we go dissect it and learn from it. And how can we learn from this? And how I read one time that Dr. J used to run on the sand on the beach for 45 minutes. That's this stays with me, and it wasn't article. Maybe it's true. Maybe it wasn't true. But I took it to my heart, and I start doing that, like because I read it somewhere that he does that, right? So, and what Michael Jordan used to do during the the summer, you know, working on a different aspect of his game, you know, sometimes on the three point shot, you know, against Portland, he was working at that summer against uh, with the three point shot to get his three point shot up. Uh, a summer that he wanted to get the, the defense, defensive player of the year. So, you know, that mentality also helped me like to think like, you know, you know, you do this, you have to do that. You, you need to add something else under in your game. Uh, if you're a good shooter, you can be a great shooter. Don't miss, you know. Um, a lot of times I put a drill that um, if you miss, you go back to zero, like, you know. Or I allow just one miss for if it's a longer shot, many shots. So stuff like that, just to teach them, you know, it's the mindset. Don't be a set mind. Have a set mind, like a mind. The set mind meaning is like, you know, this is a fixed mind. Like, you know what, this is how to do it. This No, there's nothing like that. There's nothing uh, secret sauce or, you know, it's it's about the grind, the hustle, learning, uh, every day learning, every day trying to get better and uh, serving your team. At the end of the day, it's about winning. It's about uh, making your team better you know it's not about you just performing well a lot of time players ask me coach i scored this much point that much point and at first my question is did you guys win the game they say no we didn't win it but i had a good performance I say it doesn't matter and uh yeah i mean we lost by 20 points that 20 points that you scored or 25 points you scored it's useless it's useless you didn't serve your team you know uh, think about well, what can i do like you know a lot, a lot of time i have a player that the, their surrounding is not that good uh i say you're only thinking about yourself uh, you guys if you're gonna get noticed you have to be winning so what can you do to change that they start thinking differently and you want them to think differently and understand the coach and don't put excuses, you know, shut uh, their ears, you know, from their parents, from their friends, from other people that they don't know about the game. They think they know about the game and they come and give you advices. You have to know from where you're getting your source of advices. Not every, there's a lot of information and selecting the right information by itself. It's a huge thing. But if you do your homework, you know, you can know, um, who can help you, who can lead you, who can guide you, you know. You have to find those people and stick to there and learn. That's how it is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's just that constant growth mindset of wanting to get better every single day. And where do you get that information from? Because that's a good point. One of the assistant coaches that for our varsity team, um, he has he has an AAU program. He's really focused on growth and he, he's always challenging our players to be like, you have to stop listening to your parents in the car that are telling you that you, you should be playing, you should be playing. You know, you have to understand like what it really takes. You have to earn it. You have to, you know, do the little things like we're talking about. And that source of information is so important 
important. So as parents, I'm curious, you know, how, what, what role should parents have in helping their players develop to become better athletes, better basketball players, and better people? Just support them, you know, just support them. Um, you're going to finance them for sure, you know, to have the training, the, the, you know, the shoes, the, 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 the club teams and whatnot, you know, just support them. I mean, I know it's hard. Uh, I mean, I'm a parent too, you know, but I don't have to fear. Like a lot of time I see my son not playing um, and I don't understand why he's not playing, but I never ask that. I never like, you know, he has to learn. He has to know. He has to go and ask the coach. And when he comes and asks me specific question, I answer. But if he asks me like what's happening and then I say, you know what? You have your coach. Go ask your coach and let your coach. Uh... But as a parent, we, we have to support. If they love basketball, encourage them, support them. Um, and don't, a, a false support you know there is a false support too like you know uh he makes tons of mistakes he's shooting a bad shots after bad shot and you're coming and so don't worry about it next game you'll hit it no it's not like that you know that's not supporting you know so um talk if you're not if you don't know the game first of all don't assume that you know the game as a parent don't assume you know you do your job you know i don't go to my plumber if he's fixing my my thing or whatever and say hey do it this way or that way you know or you go to the doctor say hey don't give me this pill i want to take that pill you know it's not it doesn't work like that leave the guy doing his thing you know support the coach regardless he might be a small program some club team whatever a small high school doesn't matter the coach is spending the time there putting his time putting his work putting his whatever he's putting there his energy his try to understand and it's not about why my son is not playing? Why my son is not playing? My my daughter is not playing. Uh, and a lot of time they they give them false information for the, the the player, and the player get frustrated because he's between the uh, between two hammers, like the hammer of the parents and the hammer of the coach. You know, meaning like you know, if he does this, the parents gonna get upset. If he does that, the coach is getting upset. So just shutting down. You know, sometimes. Um, from the younger age, you have to understand that, you know, you have to respect your parents, of course, understand what they're saying. A lot of time it's for your own benefit, but not specifically in the game or not specifically in the things that you're doing. So the, who know, who watches the players more than the coach or the parents? Parents come to the games. They're not coming every time to watch the practice. You know, they drop them off, pick them up. But they're not watching that. What's happening? What did happen during that week that your son didn't play? Maybe he came late. Maybe he was on his phone. Maybe he wasn't paying attention. Maybe the coach was asking to do the drill 10 times, but he wasn't paying attention. He always was messing up and whatnot. Even though he's a good player, but his mind wasn't there. And the coach decided, you know what? I want to teach him that, you know what? You can't do that and... You have to earn it. So came coming to the same thing. Like you have to earn the minutes. You have to earn everything. It's not even if you're playing first five. Even if you play, doesn't matter. You might be from a first five moving to the last position on the team if you're not focused. If you're not doing what the coach is telling you. A lot of time those kids they don't listen. They disrespect unintentionally. You know when when the coach body language. I've when I was coaching, our body language is like I used to go watch the move uh, film. And during my timeouts, everybody has to be surrounded. You know, the the players that I'm talking with, the, the five that playing in front of me, the seven, the rest is like behind me. Everybody's in because I can any second change that, change a player. And if I'm talking about something, I'm not going to repeat that again. I have to move. I have another. I have another adjustment to look for. I have another things to focus on. I can't be. You know, my coaches, my assistant coaches, everybody's in the huddle. You know, it's like. So that's the team. That's the chemistry. A lot of time you see like, you know, a player talking with his parents, you know, looking at the fans or girlfriend or whatnot. That that doesn't work. I mean, this culture is like, you know, I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it, but it, you have, I watched the game the other day between two high schools, like rivalry, but everybody scoring a bucket is like, you know, throwing an arrow, putting the gun, boom, boom, this, that, you know. 
trees, like, you know, like showing a tree or sign or this, that, like, you know, a guy came from the bench, he scored the buckets, he's like, show, you know what, like doing moves, like, what is that? Like, who's teaching those kids? Those kids are learning it from the Instagram, from social media, like, you know, the NBA guys, whatever they're doing, they're copying. It doesn't work like that. Those guys that are doing in NBA, they weren't doing that when they were in high school. They weren't doing that. Uh, LeBron James wasn't doing that moves and uh, doing darts and this, that when they, he was playing high school. He was like so focused. The whole country was talking about his game and he was so, you know, at younger age. And all those guys, not just to mention any in specific, like all those guys. But once you make it, do whatever you want. Nobody cares anymore. You know, you already made it. You know, in, you're in the news. Whatever you do, you're in the news. But when you're hustling, you have to be disciplined. You're your actions going to be disciplined, the, your behavior, you know, how you how you treat other players with you. You know, if you're a good if you're a recruiting program, to recruit, recruiting programs in college, they look on those things. How is the body language? How he's reacting? Is he, when they're losing, how is he, is he motivating his team? When he's not playing, is he cheating for his team or is like just head his head is down and he's only thinking about why i'm out why i need to be on the court and you know stuff like that shows when the, and you never know these days who's watching you you always have to look at it like you know someone is watching you you know you don't know who but someone is watching you if you come with that attitude like someone a good coach might be there and watching me how can i behave don't change your behavior because of the coach is watching have that behavior wherever whoever watches it will see that you know don't fake it everybody's trying to fake it nowadays you know but eventually a lot of them they won't go anywhere because uh, a fake product at the end it's going to be uh, known by it you know you can't fake it for all the time so no, yeah. you can't you know the body language screams it tells everything it shows the whole entire picture i actually was listening to a podcast and this coach was talking about how she when she goes on the recruiting trip she actually goes and watches one of the a player play against a team that, that that their team is going to crush right and so how is that player going to respond to playing less minutes because that player is not needed right what's the body language of that player and so if you really unless you were in the one percent which is almost I mean, it's the 1%, 99% of people yeah. are not in the 1%, right? And so if you want to stand out in front of you know, your other peers, the other 99%, then you need to have great body language, do what the coach wants and, and have all of these little intangible things that you're talking about if you want to play at the next level or even if you want to get play time, to be honest. Yeah. And so that's you know all really important. And I know we're kind of coming up here on time. And so in the last kind of two minutes, you know, last fourth quarter, what would your final piece of advice be for, for just coaches and athletes to just make the most of the game of basketball? Um, I mean, first of all, work on your craft, you know, um, keep on learning every time, you know, uh, not just plays, not just X and O's, you know, um, have the psychology, you know, I mean, I read a lot of, I mean, you have to read a lot of books, you know, about psychology, understanding player, um, human behavior, you know, how human under stress, how they react, you know, um, know your players, you know, ask um, about their situation, about their family. I mean, maybe they're having a bad time, bad, I mean, having a family issues. I mean, whatever they be close to them, uh, try to help them outside of basketball too, you know. A lot of those players, they might not end up playing high-level basketball, but they're going to be a good people in the community, Community, you know. Be uh, be that, uh, the, be the servant leader, you know, as a coach, as a trainer. Help them, not because of help, just help, you know. Be there. You're a coach. You're, a, you know, you're, a, you're like a doctor. You have to uh, cure them. You have to help them. You have to make them better. Uh, and a lot of times um, you have to say the things that they don't like to hear it. They might get upset, you know, but that's fine, too. That's fine. I mean, a lot of time I used to cry after games. I used to be mad about games, even though I performed well. But I was like, so why? Because it meant a lot to me. So when you have passion and you're teaching from your heart, you know, teach from your heart, you know, teach them what's best for them. Maybe that that day giving them um, a life uh, lesson 
might be more valuable than giving them a drill or, or, or you know, ask you about your players, you know. Um, don't think about, like, you know what, those guys are here just for me to move to the next one. You know, I'm an assistant coach. I'm looking for becoming a head coach. I mean, you can you can become head coach. It will once you do the right work, people will see that. People will notice. And this is how my business grew in in training. I moved here seven years ago, um, and when I tr- start training, uh, I did. I never thought about like where it's going to take me. Or I saw a problem, and I was watching. I was an athletic director in the gym. Uh, long story short, and I watched a trainer that doing training a kid and I was like what the hell he's doing and he's on on his phone he was late and I was the athletic director and the parents were asking me where is so this trainer where is that trainer and I was like oh they come late uh when they come you know they give them just a couple of things to do and wasn't the one I don't want to go too much detail in that so I said oh my goodness if I start training it's going to be like crazy it's going to like you know I'm going to help a lot of players so uh, I started just for fun of it, you know, train. I used to train back home, but when I came here, I was like looking for a coaching position more than a training position. I didn't, I wasn't looking for a, becoming a trainer. So when I saw a need, I said, you know what, let me jump on this. And I took a client. I used to pick that client from his house, from his <laughs> dad's place to put him, to get him to the gym, you know, train him every day. Da, 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 da. And, um, he had the behavioral issues and he 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 wanted to make the team. He wasn't like he was on the JV, but even on the bench. And the next year he was senior. So the summer I worked every day, day with him. And then he made the varsity team and the dad was so happy. Uh, he was in a bad influence with young other younger guys. You know, I talked about it like, you know, you have to be athlete, separate yourself from those guys to become where you want to become and helped him. Um, not just to make the team, which is like, you know, he did it and it was a big achievement because he was 5'6". But, I mean, he changes. Dad is always, when he sees me, like, you know, he his son changed, you know. And a lot of time, that's where we need to be, you know, support those players. And regardless of the the outcome, you know, we're so much focused on the outcome of everything, you know, we do want to do something because of, you know, don't do that because of this, because of that, because of your personal goals, you can achieve your goals by helping others, I think Zig Ziglar says that, you know, if you want them to help you or you have go help other people, you know, stuff like that, you know, so, yeah, and always be learning and never think like, you know, you know it all. You know, I played 18 years professional, 14 years coaching in FIBA basketball. And I've been training now in Los Angeles about three years now. I'm every day learning, every day asking, every day, you know, how can I, you know. It's not just the drill, how to give the drill, how to make them believe. When they don't believe in that drill, they're not going to go too far. They have to know the drill. I explain the drill, why we're doing this drill, why we're doing that, uh, what's the purpose of this. And it's not just, you know what. A combo moves between the leg, behind the back, and, you know, you, all this. You know, we teach that. But it's not about just, like, you know, uh, I mean, you can teach any monkey any tricks. I always say that, you know. You can teach any You can teach any player. I, You know, I see a lot of young kids between the leg, behind the back, career, you know, dribbling, dribbling. Where are you going to dribble those? Like, you know, it's good to have that. You know, work on your ball handling. It's a, it's a part of it. There is a are you working on your passing who's working on their passing who are you knowing how to read the game you know like a lot of time i give them my players say you know you choose the move you're going to do this move i want you to go left then we're going to go to the right so uh, pick this move pick that move this is after when they develop and stuff like you know i want them to think you know then when they start playing like why did you pick this move over that move this helps you better this helps you less you know to be efficient you have to work on moving when you're shooting the ball not just standing there and shooting i mean basic it's a basic stuff we think it's a basic stuff as a coaches but those players they don't know they don't they never been through those things um i, I tell a lot of uh, high level players that they're doing coaches coaching now i tell them uh, you understand it because you went through it but now after so period of time um, 
you have to go back to where you started and teach them that way. You know, when you were young, were you, how we were doing that? Uh, were you uh, allowing those things or were you allowed to do those things when you were young? Most probably not. Uh, so um, you have to think like if you're tra training a 10-year-old or 15-year-old, you have to think as a 10-year-old, 15-year-old, but give them in a way that the, the content that's going to help them and not the same thing. Uh, I see that a lot. I've seen uh, NBA players, uh, NBA trainer training the NBA guy the same way he trains the kid. No, it's 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 you, they learn a couple of things that works with those guys and they try to apply it with those. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to know, get to know your trainer first, you know, and your trainer's uh, goal is always to help you get better. Uh, not just get better. I mean, you might say everybody, you know, you might get one percent better. No, it's like. Uh, uh, your potential, like, you know, you know, whatever potential that kid has, it's our job to make maximize it, and to be in a, a serving place. He has to be a piece, a puzzle, in in the whole picture. Don't he's not the puzzle by himself. He's not the picture himself. There's a lot of elements, a lot of variables in this game, a lot of changes, a lot of things happen. So being a adapting to those situations is life lessons too. You know, things happen. You know, who thought about coronavirus happening? Who thought about lockdowns happening? Who thought about, I don't know what can happen. Things happen. How did you adapt to that? How did you uh, react to that? And the coaching is always like that. You know, they come up with something. You have to come up with another thing. You know, they go zone. You have to find something against though. They're pressing. You have to find the press breaker. And But you have, you prepare them. But during the game, things change, you know. It's like a ping pong. They they throw at you something, you throw at them something, you know. And the players also have to adapt, you know. You might be playing a game 40 minutes. The next game, you're playing two minutes. Things happen, you know. The coach needs something else. Can you adapt to that? Adapting to those variables, those things, makes the player better. Uh, it makes him better person also. And that's very important too. It's not just making them, you know. Basketball is, is what we do but not who we are, you know, who we are as a human being. We have to be a good human beings, you know, and um, think as a big picture, especially as coaches, we have responsibility, our trainers, for those players' life. We're impacting their lives. Let, let us impact them in a better way, better way, positive way, uh, uh, beyond basketball, you know. Absolutely. Life goes on beyond basketball. I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for so much of, you know, that the wisdom that you shared. I really appreciate you, you know, coming on here and just that last little bit of just just serve and be be where your feet are. You know, don't focus on you know when you're 27 and a head coach or you're 50 and you're a head coach yeah. at D1. Just focus on right now who you're training, whether they're six year olds, 13 year old, 20 year old in the NBA, WNBA, eighth grade. Um, yep. So I appreciate your time today, Coach Feet. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, hope uh, we covered a lot of things. Uh, my English is not perfect, but you know, that's great. I do my best. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.